the barefoot hunter because the statistics are the best. The barefoot hunter because you don't need to wear it then. Welcome back to the Barefoot Punter. I'm your host as always, the Mug, your co-host, the Pope, and the Modler is with us as well. And of course, we take inspiration from the Barefoot Investor, but instead of giving you investment advice, we're here to give you a bit of betting advice on the 2023 NRL and this week, AFL season. And it's a big welcome back to the all-conquering Pope. Thanks for having me, Mug. Been interesting seven minutes in pre-production meeting there to get us on air, but here we are. So thanks. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me again this week. <laughs> yeah, very good, Pope. We the the old jingle. We've had a bit of feedback from the listeners that the old jingles are sounding a bit worse for wear on the intro, and we've tried a few different things to to get it sounding a bit better. And fair to say, we just tried one of those things, but uh, couldn't quite get that working. But uh, we'll see how this one comes out this week, anyway, Pope. Big welcome back to the program to the modeler. Good to be back again. I was. Uh... I was hoping that the money we save on uh, we'd saved on the Statsmex appearance fee might have gone towards the jingle, but um, we might have to wait another week for, for that money to roll over. I think. Yeah, Statsman hasn't come up there uh, tonight. He's got a bit of a uh, bit of a sore throat or a sore voice. Reckons he couldn't talk, so unfortunately we won't get the uh, the set of the Statsman. But in saying that, we get the uh, the set of the modeler. We get the Pope, and of course uh, AFL coming your way from yours truly. The mug this evening, our Pope. I think we better do some betting review because first up uh, last week, you came in fresh, mate. I said you were looking fresh, the beard manicured, looking lovely, tan on, all that sort of stuff, and you just come in and went bang. Talk us through your set last week, Pope. Well, the key for me from last week, Mug, is I just need five months to prepare, and I'm right. The week-to-week rotation might find me out, but a long prep, and first up, I'm good to go, but... Fortunate, obviously, that uh, we're back to number of outsiders and they all got up. So, good week, uh, but we go again. But the key for me is uh, the longer the preparation, the better, seemingly, Mug. Yeah, beautiful, mate. And uh, just talk us through it, Pope. So, who did we have? We started with the Thursday night game. The tips we had or the bets we had on the podcast, Mug, were Penrith 13+, plus, which didn't get up, but good for a while with Panthers head 16-0, but South rallied late to score 10 points and South's Total under, which was pretty comfortable most of the night. So that was victorious. Then we back the Sharks head-to-head, 255 it was, and they won in a shootout on Friday evening. We then went up to Kale Stadium on Saturday evening and back the Dolphins. That, that looked uh, a little bit rocky for most yeah. of the game, down 12-0. Then the heavens opened and the Finns found, uh, found their water legs. A little bit. I did. Morgan came away with the victory there, coming from behind. Um, and probably my favourite of the week was Bulldogs. Just pants the storm down at Amy, led 26 0 at one stage and won comfortably 26 12. So, um, yeah, good week, all in all, for us and hopefully the listeners as well. Yeah. And I think you're underselling it there a little bit too, Pope. Um, depending on how you manage to bet some of that under stuff uh you might have uh you might have found your way into a bit of a fill on on some of the backs of your multi tip ups there was the of course you tipped the all up but then you also mentioned an all up minus two 
And um, and for those playing at home would have realized that that got all the way to the last game. So depending on how the punters played that, it was five out of six that went under in that set. Um, so yeah, depending on on what you did with that information, uh, you may have just uh, found a way to uh, to make some money there. So great uh, tip up and uh, thanks for handing that one over to the listeners, Pope, because uh, I know that was advantage uh, advantageous for myself. And I know I've had a couple of messages off the listeners as well to say thank you. So uh, great stuff, big man. Be interesting next week. Uh, the AFL probably too much. The, the key component probably in round two for NRL was nothing's as good as it seems, as bad as it seems. So be interesting to see how the market reacts for round two of AFL next week on the back of what occurs this week. Yeah, awesome, mate. Uh, and Modda, to yourself, mate, you had the one tip up for us. Refresh us uh, with what that one was. Yeah, just a quiet one for me last week. I followed the Pope in on the Dolphins. Um, I think we spoke, it was 270. Well, they're about available when, when teams came out and that yep. price quickly tumbled. So hopefully you were able to get uh, a bit of that uh, bigger price. But um, yeah, still still wing to win nonetheless. Yeah, no, great stuff, Modler. That was consensus betting there from the boys. Uh, 270, 275 shot. Uh, so great betting, lads. Well done and, and a great way to get the year started. So fantastic. Um, fellas, did we see any bad beats out there? A little bit skinny on the bad beat front. Mug, nothing sort of too mainstream. The the couple that probably stick out, the total points in Broncos-Cowboys, that um, South East Queensland got hit with the deluge over the weekend and that total dropped to around, I think it went off at 39, 40 and a half, depending on where you bet, and a late try to Reese Walsh, the superstar, coming back from the Warriors to the Broncos, that saw that tip over. So if you're on the unders there and thought you found an edge betting early in the week at the 42, 43. That's a bad beat. And the other one at a short price, but uh, James Tedesco getting overlooked for an inside ball to, to not get a try. Joseph Sawali decided to not pass the Teddy and go himself. And then he got caught close to the line, but not passing his captain uh, on the inside. That's um, that is a bad beat for those who probably had t- Teddy running through a few multis. So, yeah, I'd, I'd, say, uh, I'd say Tedesco is a fairly um, heavily pressed button uh, for any time try scorer in same game multis in Roosters games. Pope, would that be fair to say? That is very fair to say, Mug. That is very fair to say. So I think there were a few few punters who saw the vision of that and just threw their threw their hand head in their hands. Yep. <laughs> uh, Modder yourself? Yeah, not much in uh, in the footy this weekend. Although we spoke a bit about it in um, the pre-production meeting. Uh, if you happen to lay, I guess, lay New Zealand at the wrong price yesterday in their run chase, um, you, you yeah, you wouldn't be terribly happy about it. It was a cracking end of a test match for a, for a neutral, but um, yeah, if you happen to be trading it live uh, and you press the wrong button at the wrong time, yeah, no good. Yeah. Trader Matt, um, who's a pretty avid cricket trader, um, Matty, Bar- uh, Matty Barker, uh, he was uh, he was alluding uh, to the fact that there'd been pre- people pressing the buttons, backing. Um, a dollar oh two for 160k. Um, so uh, yeah, you'd be fairly uh, fairly sick in the in the stomach about some of that sort of stuff. I think that was that was um, might have been during the rain delay at some point uh, on the draw. So uh, you, <laughs> you'd be a bit sick about that stuff. Uh, that's for sure. Um, almost the draw almost came off in the end, but um, but uh, but yeah, not uh, not not to be. If you go a bit um, of downtime, Mum, you could you could do worse things than shooting into a test match across the ditch at the moment, couldn't you? One run, 
Well, victory yeah. against the Poms a couple of weeks ago and then yesterday's last ball finish. It's uh, exciting stuff when it comes yeah, to no, day been, five over there. Yeah, it's been really good cricket over there. If you're if you're a cricket fan, a test cricket fan, uh, it's been uh, it's been very interesting. Um, so, uh, so boys, uh, bad beats, uh, betting review from last week. I reckon there's plenty to get through, especially with uh, AFL on the table. We might kick it off uh, this week with AFL futures because Modler has fired up his futures model. And, uh, and Modler, I think you've got a couple of plays uh, there that might be sort of uh, pushing us towards a bet. Mate, what did you manage to find when you fired up the model? And maybe just tell the punters uh, how you actually arrive at, uh, at some of these uh, prices as well. Yeah, so I guess similar to my uh, week-to-week kind of round betting, uh, the futures model is player-based. There's obviously some some drawbacks to that because, um, you know, injuries and whatnot you have to take into account. So what I've done is I've taken a bit of a consensus across a few sites to try and work out who's injured at the start of the season and for how long. Um, it's never an exact science. And I've just seen, I've just refreshed it now. So the AFL website didn't have injury news all, all off-season pretty much in, in the last half hour or so they've decided to come up with it. So that's uh, that's another spanner in the works there that I haven't taken into account. But, um, yeah, I, I guess across the rest of the sources, I've got a pretty decent enough, uh, yeah, consensus as to who's likely to play at the start of the season and who isn't. And, yeah, that just gets plugged into my uh, model as as it would for a normal round, but obviously across the course of the season. And, yeah, just that up the wins that the model uh, pumps out for each, each round. All right, mate. And what is the model saying? Okay, so I guess um, it's it's probably reasonably close to the market compared to how it has been in the last couple of years. There's a few where it's got teams sort of one or two wins off. Uh, I guess starting at the top, we've got Geelong. So I've still got them to finish on top of the ladder um, on 15 wins. But depending on where you get your line, you can get 16 and a half wins. Um, so about a win and a half uh, wiggle room there if, you, if you're happy to play into that kind of margin. Um a couple that I actually like going over. So uh, the doggies, I've got fourteen point two wins. Uh, there's twelve and a half out there. So again, just over one and a half wins to play with. And Port Adelaide again, fourteen wins and uh, playing into the twelve and a half there. So again, uh, one and a half. Um, a bit further down, I've got Adelaide at eleven and a half wins against the nine and a half. I've just as I've refreshed the AFL side, I've just seen Matt Crouch's out for. Two to three weeks. So that, that that's a not... that's a plus for Adelaide Modler. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, um, it might. Yeah, it might knock a percentage of a win off, but uh, nothing huge. Um, and also in the uh, black, I actually like um, the Bombers. So eleven wins uh, against nine and a half. I think's the the lowest I've seen out there. Um, oh, and one for you to mug. Actually, I'm liking your Hawks. I've got them just over eight wins. Uh, I feel like I've heard this story before. My love, <laughs> did you, you you like the Hawks last year? Did you? I liked them last year, and I think they actually just squeaked over. I had them. Well, the market was seven and a half, and so I think they just squeaked over and get and got eight wins in the end. So. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe there, there's something in that then. All right. Bit of a uh, bit of squeaky bum time. It wasn't the end of the season for that one anyway. Um, and then a few on the a uh, few more on the unders towards the bottom. So Gold, Gold Coast, I think a few are tipping up this year. I've got them uh, on eight wins, so two and a half less than the market. Uh, and West Coast, I've got them around seven and a half. Toppy's got them nine and a half, so a couple yeah, okay. of wins short there. And St Kilda, who pretty much everyone's potting this year, but I'm especially potting. I've got them just cracking seven wins, and there's nine and a half out there. So, yeah, uh, yeah that pretty much wraps up the, the big deviations that I can see at the moment. 
Yeah, okay. All right, mate. Well, there's plenty of meat on that bone. Um, if the listeners want to go back and uh, and pour over that one, because, mate, there's a fair bit in there. And some of that lines up uh, with what Statsman and uh, in some instances, what myself uh, was talking about last week as well. So um, m- might be worth, uh, if you can, before uh, <laughs> you've got about two days to do it, um, but to go back and have a listen to some of those earlier chats on futures with Statsman in, in uh, episode one and then myself last week. And then if you want to back over what the modelers just said there, there is some consensus. You know, I think um, the Adelaide one modeler, I was I was putting that one up. I think um, uh, Statsman was talking about uh, Port um, going quite well this year. And, um, and I think Statsman... Um, uh, like the Hawks, uh, well, you like the over, don't you? Um, yes. So, yeah. so, so maybe not on that one, but on uh, St Kilda too. I mean, I, mate, I, I, I tend to agree with you there. I think the Saints are. Ross, the boss, is going to have to pull out all his tricks to uh, get through this season unscathed um, in terms of, I guess, avoiding scrutiny and having a good season because I think uh, I think it's going to be pretty brutal uh, for the Saints. Uh, it is, yeah. Their injury list isn't uh, isn't pretty ready at the moment. Um, no, yeah. no, no. Okay. Uh, all right, Modler, thanks for that, mate. Anything else uh, that you sort of um, went through or picked up that you might for? No, given the time, I probably would have liked to have sort of plugged it into a, a proper kind of futures, you know, simulation and, and gotten some, um, you know, things like minor premiership and to make the eight and whatnot. But I guess you can sort of, uh, yeah, leverage off season wins as to, um, you know, betting into those other futures type markets So you know, teams that are on the cusp like Adelaide, you know, I'd be backing them to make the eight. Um, uh, who else? You know, Port, Bombers as well. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, who else is there? Uh, Bulldogs as well. You know, so you, depending on the price, you, you're happy to play into. You can either, you know, back those to make the eight or make top four or, um, you know, even make, yeah, minor premiership or, or premiership as well if you like. Yep. Okay. Uh, that's uh, that's awesome, Modler. Thank you so much for that. So, um, boys, we're going to talk some games. And um, so I'll talk through uh, my leans and then we'll rub that up against the model and um, we'll see if we can rip out some consensus bets, uh, Modler, and, uh, and we'll go from there. So, Pope, um, all our uh, prices tonight are coming to you from Top Sport. They're our fantastic sponsor, um, great Australian bookie. And uh, I've always said, Pope, you know, I think they're – uh, you know, one of the most ethical uh, customer orientated uh, bookies out there. And you see some of the shenanigans going on on social media about some of the ways the bookies are treating the punters. And, uh, and I just know that uh, Toppy's, you know, uh, Toppy's, you know, has that punter first mentality. So um, if you're thinking of going with someone, go with Toppy. Um, they're, a, they're a great organization. So Pope, I might hand it over to you, mate, to uh, to serve up our numbers coming to you from Toppy. We'll talk to those, rub them up against the model and see where we sit. Let's get started, Mug. We'll start on Thursday night, the most analyzed game of sport I think I've ever come across. It feels like <laughs> this has been talked about for nine weeks, this game. Richmond yeah. Tigers, uh, seventy favourites, and Carlton, uh, $2.15. The line is minus six and a half. Slightly juiced the plus there, Mug. Take it yeah. away. Yeah, we started off, well, when I say started off, on, on the weekend, we're sitting at that minus four and a half, and we've been there for a while, I'm pretty sure. Um few moving parts, Pope, as, as there probably is in all of these games uh, with the ins and outs, the retirements, the new recruits, uh, all of that sort of stuff. You know, there's plenty, plenty going on, which can make it a bit tricky uh, to sort of get these games right in, in round one. But I guess my methodology is to go back to last season, uh, pull out my ratings from last season um, 
for uh, end of season round 23 and also uh, just have a look at what happened through the final series as well. And then I sort of come up with a bit of a middle ground of how I feel I need to adjust those ratings accordingly, but not too much because not everyone else is playing. Um, and then I sort of add the players in and, and so forth and come up with the number. And um, the number before player movement that I come up with is nine Pope. Uh, so that's, that's, that's pretty much where I see the gap uh, and put home ground advantage in there as well. Um, but um, the number that I have for Richmond Carlton is nine favoring Richmond. And then we look at the player movement and, um, and Carlton, they didn't finish the season with Walsh. So I haven't really, uh, I haven't really made a big account for him, but uh, they get acres in, but they potentially, well, they potentially lose Jack Martin, who I think is a really important player. And uh, Williams isn't going to be playing either. So um, I think Carlton, aren't you know they're, they're they've got some problems there in terms of their personnel and then richmond richmond have got some issues too pope um with where edwards is gone uh tarrant um is probably not going to play press uh Prestia, question mark Pickett question mark soldo question mark but they do get back grimes hopper and taranto who are pretty much all you know b plus you know, sort of starting to move towards that A-grade sort of style player. So I think the ins for the Tigers are pretty good. Depending if whether Prestia plays and Short plays, so Jaden Short might be a, a question mark as, as, as well there. Um, if Short and Prestia play, I've got this up around sort of that 12 mark. Um, if they um, if they don't play, I'll come back to around about the nine. But I'm, I'm giving the Tigers an advantage just on the player movement uh, negatively for Carlton. Um, and then um, I'm, I'm sitting around about that sort of, well, anywhere between nine and 12, depending on who plays. The market's still sitting at six. Um, I think we've got to be with the Tigers. Love it. Strong start, Mug. Whether you're right or not, starting the year strong, enjoying it. Good one for listeners there. Modler, can we align in game one? No, we're actually not going to. I've, um, similar to the futures, I've sort of, taking a best guess at who is playing for both teams. And as, as Mud mentioned, it's it's a bit of a, you know, dart-throwing exercise. Hopefully who you pick, you know, is near enough to who lines up. But uh, with all said and done, yeah, I've actually got Carlton the slightest of favours, about $1.90. Uh, and I think it was two fifteen. the price was it. So at, at this stage, um, yeah, I've got to lean to Carlton. I'm just reading AFL site now. It looks like Prestia might get up, so that'll probably push the... The price, you know, back towards uh, uh, Pickham, uh, but you know, still enough for a, a decent bet for me. I'd say on Tom. Yep. Interesting punters' choice in game one between the two learned gentlemen. Uh, we we go to Friday night mug at the G and, and a rematch of that cracking finals game week one, I think it was between the Cats and Magpies last year. Yeah. The Cats maybe a little bit surprisingly eleven and a half point favourites here. Mug and dollar fifty and the pies two dollars fifty head to head. Yeah, again, interesting here, Pope. So the thing is with Geelong, they lose most likely lose Hawkins. Um, well, they're definitely losing Selwood. Uh, they're losing Jack Henry. Most likely losing Duncan. Like that's that's a fair starting four. And uh, then you got Jeremy Cameron, who's on baby watch too. So um, so he could be a late out now. If Hawkins and Jeremy Cameron don't play, that's a completely looking different side. I guess the counter argument to that is that they they bring in uh, young Henry from Collingwood. Um, they bring in uh, potentially um, 
Isava, uh, Radigalea to come in. Um, young Holmes will come back from his hammy. And then they've got young Bruin and Bows from GWS and Sons. But I think it's a downgrade in terms of the personnel um, coming back in from those premiership, you know, hardened bodies and stars. The one thing about um, that I like about the uh, – or Pies have recruited pretty well too. They've got um, Mitchell, uh, who I think will be good for them, and McStay coming in but the biggest in for the pies is adams taylor adams like he is he's blood and guts for the pies you know i I really rate the impact that adams has on games and uh, i think that's that actually is a really big plus for for the pies the other thing too pope you know it's that um is the belly full at the cats I, i you know just from an emotional i know I know some people say, oh, that's that's bullshit or that's whatever, but I don't know. Are the cats a bit happy with themselves and the pies have just had that little bit of a taste of it? And in round one, are the pies just that little bit more hungry to avenge what happened last year than the cats? Yeah, as I say, some people say that's BS, but, um, you know, it might count for something on the big stage. Home ground advantage here to the pies. I can't have the cats here at these prices, uh, Pope. We're talking, uh, what, 11s, 11s, 12s? Yep, eleven and a half. Yeah, my my number actually uh, sits with the after player movement sits down around closer to a goal, five or six. So these opening weeks, guys, and and this is why I say I, I don't bet overly heavy uh, in some of these numbers. But you know, I know Pope has said at different times it might be worth even looking at some margins in this first week because my variances at the moment are pretty stark in most games from the market. So I could be an absolute genius Pope, uh, or I could be way off the scent. Um, But I think in some of these where I've got a big edge in some of these outsiders, it's probably worth getting on some, um, you know, plus 15 or when when I say plus 15, plus 15 and a half or or plus 24 and a half, you know, Oh, sorry, I, I, minus for the plus team, if that makes sense. So, you know, we've got these outsiders maybe to win by 15 and a half or the outsider to win by 24 and a half or, or win the outsider to win by 40 plus. Um, you know, there might be some, you know, big payoff in a couple of these markets. Yeah, it makes a bit of sense, Mark. Like when you're working off last year's historical information, it feels like it can be a little bit edge and the other way at times that can't be. Um, Modla, what are you seeing in this one? Yeah, we're going to line up here. Um, I've pretty much sort of got the same ins and outs that uh, uh, Mug mentioned there. I've, I've got Hawkins out at the moment. So, you know, provided he stays out, I've got Collingwood about 225. So pretty much around the same, uh, probably five or six point line that, that Mug mentioned there. So, yeah, into the 250. Uh, definitely happy to, to make that a play on the fires. Nice. Well, we haven't had to wait long for alignment there, listeners, so bear that in mind that uh, both the Mug and the Modler are keen on the Magpies in the Friday night spectacular. Uh, Modler, I'll stay with you here, and not because this is between a match that's had both teams two wins last year, but I'll let you start with the Kangaroos who are three favourites and West Coast dollar ninety seven outsiders. The line is a skinny two and a half juicer plus at a dollar eighty two model. Well, uh, yeah, Richie Benno would like this game. That's uh, two wins apiece, and according to the model, I've got them uh, two dollars either side before any margins taken into account. So I'm very happy to leave this one alone, and um, yeah, I guess uh, Mike paid a cursory glance on the on Saturday, but definitely not getting involved on the on the punt. I don't think. 
Mug, takeaway, I'd imagine not too much expected from either of these two teams again this year. North Melbourne were the worst team in in the competition by some margin last year, by some margin, you know. So, so, the, and I look at their list this year, apart from uh, Clarkson walking in the door and, you know, maybe the some of the younger blokes getting a little bit stronger, a little bit bigger, Um They've got Liam Shields playing for him, for God's sake. You know, he, he was he was retiring from Hawthorne and he's going to make North Melbourne's first grade team. On top of that, Ben McKay, he's probably a four, you know, a four-point player at least. Some people might argue more uh, for, for North Melbourne. North Melbourne favourite. Like, when have we said that in... <laughs> I don't know if that's happened in a year and a half. And all of a sudden, they're a favourite. I might just add, there's some names, you know, West Coast are missing a couple of guys. They're, they're going to miss, I think, Jack Darling. Willie's walked out the door. Jack Redden's retired. But walking back in the door is McGovern and a bloke by the name of Elliot Yo. Um, now, those two guys, <laughs> you know, at full full capacity, and the reports are that, you know, even though Father Time might be catching up, the boys are travelling pretty well. Um North Melbourne favourite Pope, I cannot have that for a second. Uh, so, uh, so mate, we got to be we got to be with the coasters here. Sounds like this might be one of your margin jobs here too. The way you're talking, well, mate, the it, West it, Coast. it has to be Pope because they got Oscar Allen coming back in to fill the the forward spot, which I think will be really important for them. And North Melbourne, uh, I think, I think at one point they had an average um, scoring against about sixty points a game. They managed a percentage of about fifty for the year. So. They're not accustomed to getting scored against. And their best defender in the whole caper is out, Ben McKay. Not to mention, sorry, also forgot, Cam Zerha, um, probably their best uh, forward alongside Larky, isn't playing either. So, mate, I, this this market, absolutely, like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm baffled by the. I, I don't know if I've got something wrong or if I'm reading something wrong, but off last year's numbers and coming into this year with that player movement, uh, just cannot have the favourite here, Pope. So uh, we're on the outsider. Yeah, interesting. Sounds like a big play coming up for you and Mug for you, Mug, on Saturday afternoon. Well, I, I think you know, like I said, you know, I, I don't want to be going too hard, but I think yeah, there's there might be a bit of a return there in those bigger, in those bigger, you know, lower risk, bigger markets to to get stuck into. There's a lot. There's three pretty strong views from the first three games. Mate, I've got I've got them in all games. So I, as I said before <laughs> the start, as I said before the start of the podcast, like I could be a genius or I could be just completely off uh, here, but. Um, but uh, as I also said, Pope, my ego likes to think that I'm not wrong. So, um, so you know, I, I'm I, I'm feeling pretty good about him. But time will tell. There's our, there's our name for this this episode of the podcast right there. Uh, <laughs> we'll go to Saturday Twilight Mug and the highly touted Brisbane Lions taking on. We're going to have Adelaide to take on Port Power Lions dollar eighty two favourites. The line uh, skinny one and a half Mug. Port Adelaide finished the game, uh, finished the year pretty well, Pope. You know, they they didn't get as many wins as they should have, but they were, they should have won those games against Collingwood. They should have beaten uh, Geelong. They flogged uh, a couple of teams to finish the year. Um, you know, they were pretty well performed in the back end of the year. Um, and I reckon this is the best Port Adelaide side that's going to run out for about three years, I reckon. Um, they've added, well, Fantasia comes back in. Uh, Willie uh, comes over. Um, Horn Francis, the kid, comes in. 
and uh, lie sets back as well. So I actually think this Port Adelaide side is is the best uh, that they've put out for some time. I just saw, you know, Brisbane, I, I got no issues with Brisbane. Brisbane are a good team and they've added really well to their list. They lose Zorko, I saw goes out today and I was actually surprised that that market hasn't really adjusted at all. Um, I think the market's around the wrong way, Pope. I, I've got Port um, slight fave here, minus two and a half. And uh, with Zorko out, you could probably chuck another one and a half, two points on that. So, um, so mate, I'm, I'm with the home team here. Uh, so yeah, small small bet here on, the, uh, on, on Port Adelaide. Yeah, like it. Four from four for the mug. Can we line up for the second time tonight, Modler? Yeah, we can. Um, yeah, Port have been pretty blessed with injuries so far. I think Finlayson's the only uh, sort of notable name, and there's a chance he plays anyway. Um, yeah, as as um, Mug mentioned, Zorko's missing, and I think Adams as well potentially for, for yeah, Brisbane. Adam, so Adam, yeah, Adams definitely not, and I think Archie and Gardner they actually name, which Archie's probably fringish, but Gardner's yeah. usually um, in in their best in their best backs. Yeah, so yeah, I've plugged I've plugged um, plugged those key key outs in, and um, yeah, the models like the port as well. So dollar seventy three, I rate them. So yeah, decent okay. edge on the dollar ninety four there. Um, probably a similar similar enough line to, to what Mugga mentioned around the two and a half there. Pretty strong alignment there, listeners, from Modler and Mug once again. So we're cooking with gas early in the AFL season here. Stick with you again on what is a bit of a grudge match these days, Modler. Melbourne Demons and Western Bulldogs, Saturday night at the G. Demons minus nine and a half point favourites and dollar fifty three for the Western Bulldogs. Two dollars forty-eight outsiders. What are you saying? Yeah, it's uh, going to go for the outsider here in the doggies. I've got them about two thirty-five, so small enough edge to bet into at the, at the two forty-eight or thereabouts at Toppy. Um, it looks like, yeah, as far as injuries go, the D's are probably more underdone than than the doggies are at the top end. So um, yeah, it's it's affecting them a bit more. Um, yeah, so as it stands at the moment, yeah, liking the bet on the doggies. Mug, as you've stated, pretty strong views in all games. Which way are you leading this one? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty strong on the Ds here, actually, Pope. I was um, I was actually surprised at that market. We, I think we got some uh, – I sent it out in the email uh, on Sunday to the guys, the eight and a half. I quite like that. Um, so I, I'm, I'm with the Ds here, Pope. Um, still a very, very strong team. And, um, and the dogs, I know – I don't know. Everyone always gets a bit excited about the dogs. I, I'm just not sure I'm buying this whole Liam Jones, you know, this big guy narrative. Um, I think the biggest upside uh, for the dogs is young Darcy and Hugo uh, Hagen. I think that they're the biggest upside for the dogs. Uh, I, I don't, don't know if you're going to get massive gains out of lob getting in Norton's way and, uh, and also Liam Jones down back. But um Anyway, time will tell. Mate, I'm, I'm, I'm solid on the Ds here, so I've got to be with the Ds. Yeah, like it. Uh, different opinions from Mother and Mug there, but uh, listeners, have, have a think about what you want in that game. Uh, Stick with you here, Mug. The other Saturday night game, we go to the artist, formerly known as Metricon Stadium, you know, Heritage Bank Stadium, and Swannies, uh, $1.63 favourites and seven half point. Favorites against the Suns, two dollars twenty-five head to head. Yeah, they lose Rankin, um, but get back Ben King. So you know that's that's really solid. Um, 
uh, I haven't been able to see much info on the Swannies, but I think they're I think they're running pretty fit. I don't know, Modler, did you manage to pick up much on the on the Swannies team? They're, yeah, Hickey's missing for them. Hickey, um, yeah, okay. But apart from that, at the top end, they're, they're not really missing a great deal. Yeah, so they're pretty healthy. Like I know there's a bit of an anti-Swans narrative with uh, this whole, oh, you know, you get pumped in the grand final, you can't do any good the following year, but. Swannies are still a pretty bloody good team. Like they, they storm, you know, everyone thinks that Collingwood's going great. Well, they, guess what? They, they beat Collingwood in, in the prelim final. So, you know, the, the hype around some of these teams <laughs> versus the Swans is, is interesting. So Swans are still solid unit for me. Um, they go up to Gold Coast. I think Gold Coast are going to improve, uh, no doubt about it, but um, I still got to be with the Swans. I think my number I had around about fifteen Pope, and uh, and we're sitting at what are we now about that eight or nine mark? Is that yeah nine and a half? Nine and a half. So yeah, sorry, seven seven and a half. Seven and a half. So mate, I, I got to be with the Swans. Enemy territory. The only the only thing that probably puts me off uh, really launching Pope well round one and um and the fact that it could be very humid and a bit slippery um up there at Gold Coast on Saturday night. So, you know, does that bring the standard of the game down? Do Gold Coast play those conditions a little bit better because they're used to training in them and and whatever else? You know, that maybe makes it a bit more of a slugfest and and um and whatever. But I I, I got to be on this one. Yep. Mug strong the Swans there, Modlo. Concur on this? Yeah, I do actually. I've, uh, uh, I noticed Gold Coast are missing a few uh, players. I think it's Ellis, Weller and Powell. Um, so I've taken them out. Uh, Swans, yeah, Hickey I've taken out, but they're not really missing anyone else um, sort of, you know, from their, from their top 22. So uh, all said and done, I've got the Swans about $1.50. So yeah, definitely keen to play into the Dollar sixty three there. Um, I've seen on a couple of sources too. There might be a bit of an injury cloud around um, Tuke Miller as well, so a bit of upside if he does happen to to fall out. But even as it stands, yeah, happy to be involved with the Swans. Strong consensus there by both the gentlemen. Uh, Mug, I'll go back to you for this game. Two teams that haven't heard too much about in preseason. I don't think. Correct me if I'm wrong there, but Giants. Dollar sixty two favourites against the Crows at home. And minus eight and a half, dollar ninety each of two in this game. Had these teams rated pretty similarly at the end of the year, Pope, and um, and I guess there's a few things that we need to factor in now. We've got to factor in the talent that's walked out the door at GWS in Hopper, Taranto, Hill. Um, so they've they've lost a little bit there, and um, and then Adelaide, uh, they pick up you know that key signing of of Rankin. So depending on how you want to slice and dice that player movement, you know, that could be as much as an eight um, movement in player, um, you know, in terms of the ins and outs. Um, some some people might even say more. They might rank Hopper and Taranto as actually being more, worth more than that. You factor in um, home ground advantage, which is obviously going to um, GWS. Uh, mate, I'm, you know, I'm probably you know, around, uh, probably around that evens mark. Um, so <laughs> again, this is a favorite to the, to the GWS at home, you know, new, new coach, new style, all that stuff. But one thing, you know, about Adelaide, they're, they're, they're pretty rough and tumble Adelaide. Like they're pretty honest, I reckon, uh, Adelaide and that they give you a run for your money. So, um, 
you know, what have we got there? A goal and a half start or so. Um, I'm happy to happy to take that on. And GWS, I think you're going to come out and play a more, well, the obnoxious one uh, let me know that they will be playing a little bit more of attacking style uh, this year. That's our GWS insider uh, for the listeners over many years. Um, so, you know, that could also open them up to scoring as well. So, you know, GWS, the mid- midfield's been totally decimated and, you um, I don't know. I think you got to be you got to be having a bit of a play here at Adelaide. That's that's a big edge you have there, Mug, isn't it? Well, that's that's significant if you've got that close to pick. Yeah. Mother, what's your thoughts in this game? Yeah, going to uh, shoulder arms for this game. I've got GWS about a dollar seventy Adelaide two forty ish. There's a there's a sort of a question mark around a few Adelaide players, so it really remains to be seen whether you know the likes of. Um, yeah, Crouch, Seaton, Sloan. I think Seaton's definitely up, but Sloan, Morel. Um, you know, whether they play or not, probably swing the model one way or the other, but um, sort of as it stands and as best I can tell, yeah, no no play for me. Thank you, Modler. Um, Margaret said that we hadn't heard too much about GWS or Adelaide in the pre-season. One team you do hear a lot about in Melbourne is the Bombers. They are $1.60 favourites and eight-and-a-half-point favourites against the Hawks. At the G on Sunday afternoon with Hawthorne two dollars thirty head to head. Yeah, I don't have a lot of betting interest in this one, Pope. Um, I just think this is probably out of all the games a really hard game to mark. You know, Hawthorne walking out of the side of Hawthorne is Shields, Gunston, O'Meara, Mitchell. You know, that's what is that? I, close to eight hundred thousand games experience. Um, you know, so. Really, really hard to understand what sort of impact uh, that might have. Back the other way, though, Essendon are stringerless. I'd find it really hard to, you know, make a bet at eight, nine and a half uh, with a stringerless Essendon. Uh, But at the same time, I don't have a lot of faith in the Hawks. So if anything, I could probably only be on the Hawks. But I don't know, Pope, um, I'd probably, probably just leave that one alone. Impressive, Mark. It's taken in the eighth game of the round for you to say, leave that, that one alone. So, very well done. Uh, Modler, do you have any views in this game? No, nothing for me. I'm uh, close to, to Hawks. I've got them 233, so almost almost to play at the 230 there. But, um, yeah, as it stands, I'm going to, uh, I think, sit on the couch with Mug and uh, yeah, leave this one alone. Take us home here, Modler. Frio are travelling over to Melbourne on Sunday evening to play the Saints at Marvel, and they are 10.5-point favourites, $1.52, with the um, well, spiced Saints in your eyes, Tellers 45, head-to-head. Yeah, it is. Um, again, not going to play here. I've, I've pretty much taken half of Saints list out and, um, yeah, got them around 250 uh, against Frio's $1.66. So, yeah, no, no edge for me here. Um, I think most of the Saints outs are... are pretty much well known but um yeah again i guess it depends to see who actually lines up on the day but yeah no play for me at the moment muggy finishing the round strong here with uh, a strong view either way uh not a not a super strong view pope but um but i think you could probably still have a small bet on frio um frio are a really powerful team and um they actually did have some good wins in Melbourne last year, and um, and I think they'll have another good win here. They don't really punish teams, so anytime you see a line away from home for Frio that's sort of 
you know, two two goals, you get a little bit nervous uh, just because, you know, they don't tend to score very heavily. And then you worry about Ross Lyons coaching, you know, does he go back to a really defensive game? So, you know, do we get back to a, you know, a 50, 60 sort of score line? And, you know, obviously if the scores are lower, the the chances are for, to clear that line uh, makes that a little bit more uh, less likely. So, look, I'm not jumping out of my skin at the, um, you know, the two goal um, start or 13 points. What, what do we have there, Pope? 13, 12, 13? Uh, 10 and a half. 10 and a half. Yeah. So I'm not jumping out of my skin at that. Uh, but if I had to be one way or the other, I'd definitely be on Freo. Strong finish, Mug, and a strong set, Orient Fellas. Really impressive. Just a quick review for the listeners on where there's alignment between the Mug and the Modler, and in most cases, fairly strongly. Colling, and correct me if I'm wrong, Fellas, Collingwood, West Coast, Port, and the Swans are the four ones where the two of you lined up, uh, well, very, very strongly in three of those cases. Yeah, and and as I would say to the listeners, you know, just just be smart round one. You know, like um, it generally takes you know two or three uh, three weeks, but maybe even four weeks to sort of get to the rhythm of you know the the data and and all of that sort of stuff. So, um, but in saying that, you know, like I'm, I'm, my numbers are a fair bit out from the bookie. So you know, I could be a genius or I, or I could be a complete flop. Um, but um, maybe it's better you know just to go those slightly lower stakes. But, but maybe for a head-to-head. So that might mean if you're a line better on a perennial basis, might be just taking those head-to-heads. Um, or if, um, you know, you, you, you generally play in that space, maybe extend yourself out to some of those 15, uh, you know, 15.5s or 24.5s or 40 pluses. That might be the way to, to bet this weekend. Lower risk and, you know, we always see something crazy happening in, in, the, uh, in the first round. So Nice, you know, fellas. Really strong start. All right, lads. Well, uh, we better flick over. That's enough AFL for the moment. We'll come back and uh, and just talk one more thing at the end of the uh, the podcast uh, tonight, Pope. But um, time for us to switch over now and get uh, to the game they play in the Northern States. Some say it's the game they play in heaven, Pope. I'm not sure that's the case. But uh, let's get over to the NRL um, straight away, boys. Thursday night. So NRL going with the Thursday night games. Is that every every week this year they're going with the Thursday night as well? Yeah, outside of origin affected rounds. Did they do that we, last year? We were Thursday night every every game last year. Yeah, cut, yeah, yeah. Most, yeah, most years. Well, a few years now it's been yeah predominantly Thursday, Thursday night. night. Okay. Yeah, we were Thursday night, and I love it, Pope. Thursday night's always good to flick around uh, during the um, quarter time and half time of the AFL. That's for sure. We got Manly Sea Eagles uh, hosting uh, Parramatta Eels. Seagulls now uh, $1.67 and para two twenty line now three and a half lads. What do we see? I can't get this to three and a half mug. The para are zero two uh, to start the year, which is a little bit of a surprise. That, however, they have played two decent teams. Again, like we're, we're still early, and there, there can be a bit of overreaction. And we have only seen Manly once this year. They had the bye. In round two, and I touched on it last week when analysing Canterbury, that are probably a little bit fortunate in some ways to come up with a 31 to 6 win. They were good, but opportunistic, some of their trials are as well. So I'd like to see a bigger sample size. I haven't, whether I've, I guess, downgraded Paris rating enough, that's probably internally the bit I'm probably determining whether I've done. But in as, as it stands, I've only got par, um, mainly slight favourites at home here. So I think they're a bet at the plus three and a half and two dollars 20. Yep, para. Okay, Pope, yourself, um, Modler, yourself. 
Um, yeah, no real angle for me here. I've got Manly at a dollar sixty-six. Um, what in the dollar sixty-five? It's probably not a bet for me. Um, yeah, I guess it, yeah, we'll wait and see later in the week if anything changes with teams. But um, yeah, as it stands, uh, yeah, not not going to play that one. Yep. Okay. All right. Thank you, boys. Um, and I'm just going through all the games here, fellas. I don't know if there's ones that you just want to uh, purely skip over. Um, but uh, Friday night, we might as well talk to this one because it's a big game. Uh, the, the listeners are always tuning into the Friday night stuff. The early one, uh, Pope, it's the Modelers Knights, uh, 250 outsider against the Dolphins, $1.52. Uh, their main man, Ponger, I don't know if he's been ruled out, but surely he can't be playing after two bangs in the head uh, two weeks in a row. Um, Newcastle Knights, 250 at home. Dolphins, $1.52. And um, the line, we're sitting at four and a half. Uh, Pope, you, well, actually, Modler, I'll give the new ball to you here, mate, because this is your Knights. What do you see? Tell you what, it was, uh, it was a sweat watching the game against the Tigers last week. They uh, are up by eight right at the end, and they let in a try with 40 seconds to go. Um, and then from the kickoff, they've given away a penalty, allowed the Tigers to, um, you know, kick the touch up the field and go for a two-point field goal that made the distance but went wide. So it's it's never a, never an easy win with the Knights. But um, the model seems agnostic to that because it's it's actually really loving for them here. Last week, I think we had the Dolphins close enough to to even money and, and this week it's actually got the Knights uh even money against the Dolphins. I've got it wow. right on um right on pick 'em. So against the two fifty, that's a huge bet for me. And you know, even yeah, with Pongaree out and the Dolphins, you know, winning their first two, it's it's still yeah, it's still throwing up the Knights at a at a pretty big edge for me. Wow. Okay, that's interesting. All right, Modler, that's uh that's good to know. And Pope, your thoughts? Yeah, I've found this game really tricky to analyze throughout the day or since teams got announced mug. Not only is Pongaree out, but they're missing Tyson Frizzell, their rep mm. back rower, they're missing their hooker in Jaden Braley, and they're missing their New South Wales representative prop in Jacob Safi. So they're missing a lot. But when you look at these two teams, there's not a lot between them. So I concur with the mother. I can only give, if anything, the Dolphins slight favouritism. So I think there's a fairly big edge here for the Knights. Yeah, okay, awesome. All right, I like that, boys. And uh, I know... Um... I know, Modlo, you're saying it's a hard watch uh, being a Knights fan. I tell you, I bet you the Wests fans uh, wish they were Knights fans uh, because, geez, you would be you'd be a fist through the TV being a West fan watching that uh, on the weekend for sure. That's they're they're the hardest watching team in the NRL, I reckon. <laughs> Worth touching on too, sorry, Mug, that Dolphins are missing their hooker Jerry Marshall King, who's been outstanding first two rounds. So that's a really significant loss for them, which which ties into why. I think the mother and myself find not attractive in this game. Yeah, okay. Uh, they talk about this one, boys, as one of the biggest rivalries in NRL. We got the Sydney Roosters uh, versus the uh, the working team, the, the South Sydney Rabbitohs. So uh, the fancy mob versus the not-so-fancy mob, uh, the Crosstown rivals. Um, what do we got here, boys? We got two and a half between them, and the head-to-heads we're looking at Roosters, 220 and uh, South Sydney, $1.67. Going to be a big game Friday night. Plenty of people watching this one. Um, what do we see, Pope? Among other things, Mark, if you're watching the AFL on Friday night, maybe just flick over to this in between. This will be theatre. They played in week one of the finals last year and it resembled a pub fight more than our football at times, but geez, it was entertaining. The, in, in the betting side of things, in recent times, South had the wood over over roosters in, in these sort of fixtures when the betting's close and generally it's been south outsider. But 
I think Roosters are a big price here. They get a couple of players back. They get Warrior Hargraves, who okay. he's their engine room, and you know, like he he might not. He's a scary he man, might, Pope. He is a scary man. That's probably the best way of putting it. Like you look sideways, and he's a emotional leader as much as anything. Mark, so he's a big in for them. They get Radley back. They've been poor in the first two rounds with one win, one loss, but I just get a feeling they'll be up for this, and I think the 220 is a big price for them at home on Friday night. Modler, do we concur? Uh, yeah, I'm liking the uh, Roos this year. I've got them. I've actually gotten slight favourites, though, on 95, so into the 220, was it? 220, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, another decent bet for me. I think that they've been – the models had a short price uh, for the first two games. Obviously, they lost Dolphins round one, but um, – yeah, uh, came back against the Warriors I think last week. So, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna stick with them again this week, and um, yeah, has them actually favourites. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, there's consensus betting again for the boys. And um, I think it was probably fair to say Latrell didn't quite look his self uh, with that knee um, the other night either. So he's, he's probably carrying something there too, which, uh, you know, is a, is a plus for Roosters betters there. Um, all right, boys, anything doing Gold Coast Titans, Melbourne Storm? Yep. I can find a bet for Titans here. I think the plus six and a half is too big. Mug, uh, Titans at home, like they were disappointing in their loss to Dragons on Sunday night, but we saw what happened with the Storm at home Saturday, so they're not the team they were. They get a couple back, Olam and Coates come back. However, key positions, they're still obviously missing those guns in Munster and Pappenhausen, so I'll find plus six and a half a bet. However, the bet I do think is extraordinarily good value here is a 40 and a half total points. It's going to be 30 degrees on the Glitter Strip Saturday afternoon. This has points written all over. That 40 and a half is too low, so Get involved there. That's uh, that's a great bet at this stage. I can see that going off close to 44, 45 and a half come Saturday. Alternates, Pope? Yeah, I'd, I'd find right now something around 50 plus. I just I can't see how this doesn't have points with the conditions that will be on offer up there. And um, do we find something from a player perspective there as well, Pope? Is it, is it um, I don't know if you've sort of had a think about sort of tie, trying to tie some uh, try scorers into that? Because, I mean, you know, Toppy are, are throwing up some good uh, SGM markets as well. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't tip up anything. I haven't looked in depth enough there. But yep. simply, like, outside backs, um, Coates into – I'm going to get his, the pronunciation wrong here, Mug, but – Khan Pereira, the left winger, who's a bit of a fine for the Titans. I'd just, I'd just back some of the outside try scorers. Not, not overly sophisticated, but if you want to go down that road, yeah, just pick some guys in jersey numbers one to five. Yep. Okay. Awesome, Pope. Thanks, mate. That's great to hear. And uh, for yourself, Modler. Uh, yeah, going to line up again here. Um, Models got the Titans at two thirty-two. So yeah, into the two seventy-ish. Uh, that's that's a play for me here. So yeah, a bit of consensus with with the Pope. Okay, well, uh, Tristan will be very happy because um, they're the top sport uh, Titans up there, the Gold Coast team. And, um, you know, the boss, um, our boss, uh, will be happy to know you boys are on board the Titans train. So, uh, so very good. Um, boys, um, Warriors, have been, Warriors have been pretty good uh, to, to start with. They've been competitive. They obviously um, give it to the Roosters the other week. Um, we got the Cowboys now hosting um, back home, and uh, they'll be glad to get back up there to their uh, their home track. It's a big trip for the Warriors, though. Um, we've got a big line here, nine and a half um, head to head. Where it, it's it's all about the Cowboys. Dollar thirty three Warriors back the other way, three thirty five. Can we make a case uh, for the uh, across the ditch boys? Impressive leading 
Mug, I'm going to shoulder arms here. I don't have the trust in Warriors to come across to North Queensland and get the job done. And Cowboys don't quite look like the same size as they were last year. Sometimes, and you would have seen this in AFL, Mug, when players have career best years, it can be hard to back up the next year. They sort of get found out by the competition a little bit. And, and Cowboys look a little bit like that at the moment. So I'm going to use this as an education and watch. No bet for me. Modler. Yeah, I've only got the slightest of edges to uh, the Cowboys at a dollar thirty, so into the dollar thirty-three. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be playing into that. It's that's too close for me. All right, so we'll leave that one alone. And boys, just to round us out here, um, the Sunday game four oh five, Canterbury Bulldogs are back at Belmore uh, off their impressive win against the Storm, uh, hosting the Tigers. Dollar thirty, the Bulldogs. Uh, Three fifty, the Tigers. And uh, and we're talking a. A decent line here. We've got uh, 10 and a half. Uh, so, um, Pope, I think you've got a small edge to this one. I'll go to you first. I, I do. It's not often you watch games of sport and you probably come away in a worse mood than at the start of the game, Mug, but that's what happened to me watching West Tigers <laughs> play on Sunday afternoon. They were they were putrid. Like, they? I, there's, no, there's not a strong enough adjective to describe how bad they were. Uh, and with that, I, <laughs> with great trepidation, I failed them this week against Bulldogs. Wow. I, thought, okay. I think the 10 and a half is just too big here. That, that market's moved this afternoon on the back of mainly Dane Laurie being out for the West Tigers, but I think it's gone too far. And Bulldogs, while very good against the Storm, I'd like to send them back it up a little bit more before they're going to start 10 and a half point favourites. So I can't get this to 10 and a half. I'm a couple of points shy of that. With fairly conservative ratings, I think, too. So I find the Tigers a bet. Um, as I say, like, yeah. Maybe just switch your TV off and look at the end result if you're going to back it because they, they are hard to watch. Well, for them to cover the 10 and a half here, Modler, it's going to have to be a low-scoring game because the West Tigers struggled to score. Um, but, uh, but mate, talk to us about your lean. Yeah, I've got a real big lean to the Tigers, actually. It's, wow. it's, um, yeah, I guess it's forgiven them a bit for their, their efforts last week against the Knights. Um, I've got them 255, so into the – what is it? That's actually drifted out to 350 on top of now. Um yeah, big, big edge for me. So happy to have a play on that. Given the 10 and a half, I'd probably have significantly more on the line than the heads ahead. But um, yeah, definitely can get involved. Yeah, all right. Awesome, boys. So there's a there's a consensus. The Pope not as strong, but uh, still consensus betting nonetheless. And I think whatever we lacked in the Pope's confidence was definitely made up by a modeler's confidence there. So uh, consensus betting. Well, boys, I think we've lined up on quite a few there. Correct me if I'm wrong, but... Um, but we're lining up on para, we're lining up on knights, we're lining up on roosters, uh, we're lining up on titans, and then we're lining up on the wests. Did we get that 100% correct? Yeah. And then also Pope, very bullish about the overs bet in the Storm Titans game. So expecting a lot of points there with a couple of good players coming back as well, Coates and Olam uh, to uh, to come back. So, boys, that's a really impressive set. The, the listeners are absolutely going to love that. Pope, we spoke last week about some future stuff that potentially there might be something that's um, wetting the whistle. Uh, anything there? No, I'll put that on the back burner again. The results... A couple of outsiders lost where I thought their price might drift. If that sorry, outsiders won. If they had a loss, that uh, I would have been very interested in their price, but that didn't come to fruition. So okay. I'll uh, put that on the back burner. 
Mugged. All right, fair enough. Well, one thing that I want to put on the front burner, Pope, a little bit similar to your tip up last week about unders. Uh, I think we got to get involved in the uh, the old fashioned overs uh, tip up uh, here. So, you know, just having a look through uh, the well, first of first and foremost, the weather. The weather looks pretty solid uh, across all platforms. The only one I'd be a little bit wary of is that Gold Coast game, and uh, and I'll potentially be a little bit wary of the St Kilda. Frio game, uh, just because I think Ross Lyon um, could make that an absolute uh, debacle. Um, then if if there was any other game that I might be a little bit concerned about, it might be the Melbourne um, Doggies game, but I think you still got to have a, you got to have a whack at them, Pope. You got to, you got to have a, a shot at the big one. You got to go all the way through. Um, and then you might want to play with some multis about just, you know, um, pulling, pulling one out, you know, pulling, couple of those ones out that I mentioned, but, um, but I, I think that first game, the Richmond Carlton game uh, is a good one. I think the Geelong um, Collingwood one is good. I think the the port Brisbane one is really good. Um, Adelaide GWS, I think will fly over. Um, so I think there's still some, some solid numbers there. And so it's interesting Pope because the AFL is really a copycat league. And, um, and I think we saw, last year that Geelong won the premiership by moving away from their defensive structures and becoming a more free moving team and moving the ball faster. And I have a sense that that's what a lot of teams will have been working on over the preseason and um, good weather, you know, plenty of uh, hot air in, in the, in the balls to carry that, uh, that ball a lot further than what it would go in the middle of winter. And um, the boys up and about, um, I think we're going to see some scoring. So, uh, I think you're crazy um, not to at least have a, a, a pop at a couple of those different multis. Just highly impressive performance from you tonight, Mug. And it, it is far more enjoyable to cheer an overs multi than an unders multi as well. <laughs> that is true. And Pope could all come crashing down uh, after this round. But uh, but as I say, punters, you know, just just um, I, I take this approach myself. I, I, I go a little bit lighter in this first round. Um, I've mentioned alternate betting a little bit uh, throughout the podcast as well. So, you know, have a look at a, a bit of that margin sort of stuff. Um, but uh, really looking forward to the week ahead. And, uh, geez, if I'm half right on some of this stuff, Pope, uh, it'll be a good weekend, that's for sure. Can't um, wait. Can't uh, all right, boys, we're pumped up. You can probably tell. Been a, a great chat, a little bit more of a lengthier chat, being the, the round one, going through a lot of player movement and, and all that sort of stuff. But I hope you've enjoyed it. I'm going to throw it up to the modeler. Modeler, can you sign us off? Gamble responsibly, but more importantly, gamble to win. <laughs>